Yes, how are we doing everybody? Welcome back to another brand new Rugby Muscle Podcast. I'm your host as always, TJ, and today I sound a little bit echoey. I hope it doesn't come across too much. Let me know in the in the live feed. But we are back with another Facebook Q&A, uh, Facebook Members Edition, and we are, uh, we've got a few questions, not too many. The plan is just to go for about 30 minutes today. Um, for no other reason than that I can already sound, feel like I sound pretty echoey um, and I'm a little bit late. I was hoping to go for about 45 minutes, but it looks like we're going to just go for 30. Yeah, so I was having a bit of issues. I am now in uh, Curitiba, Brazil. I was supposed to connect this new keyboard to my whole system here, um, but it didn't quite work. I've been traveling for, it took me in total four days of traveling to get here. It was a day and a half to get to the USA. I was half a day in the USA, a little bit more, um, and then another day or so to get here to Curitiba in Brazil, which included, unfortunately included, a bloody flight uh, delay of about four hours, which was really pretty frustrating. But we here, we are with much better Wi-Fi, much better quality internet, so hopefully I can... um, do more of these lives, be more consistent with them, be more consistent with the Instagrams, be consistent with everything. So thumbs up for this, thumbs up for this podcast, thumbs up for the live Q&A. If you're watching retroactively or retrospectively on the YouTube channel, give it a thumbs up. It's taken me two minutes to tell you to give it a thumbs up. It's also taken me two minutes to say, give a review. Um, we've missed reviews for the last couple of weeks. So if we can get going on those once again, that would be fantastic. Really does help the algorithm. If you just go to iTunes, or Apple Podcasts and give the review. That's probably the best way to do it. You can also do it on um, other apps, but it, the, the one that really pushes the algorithm to help spread the show is just to go on Apple Podcasts and do it. And if you don't have an iTunes account, like that's strange. But I'm someone that's like completely immersed in the uh, Apple sphere with my Macs, um, with my iPhone, with my iPad, um, with my I did have an. I don't have an Apple Watch anymore. I have a. I have a uh, Aura ring for my health track in these days, but you get the point. I'm. I'm, I'm in the Apple sphere, so um, I'm. I'm not aware of people that aren't on that. But if you are, just sign up. I'm sure. Sure, it can't take any more than a couple of seconds, and it gets you straight on the uh, straight onto the review, and and that will give you a very very good chance of winning a free consultation, um, and in the new year. It could potentially give you a if you want to exchange it for a two two three week two free weeks of oh no free whole month sorry of the of Team Rugby Muscle which will be launching once again in a new year you can we can also talk about that but for now let's get on with this because we've spent too long too long already dilly dallying talking about myself talking look at this bloody talking about my big fro uh, getting in the way. Um, we should just get straight to the questions because I've got a couple of rants here and I've, like I said, I've got 30 minutes to go. So if you have any questions again, pop them in the comments below as always, cause that will, um, you know, commenting also helps the algorithms. If you're on YouTube, definitely help give a comment it really does help out, um, like more than you would believe. So if you can keep giving the comments, keep giving the thumbs up really does help, but comments are massive. So comment any questions as well. Cause, um, and this is going to go into my rant. So let's get straight into the, um, the question. So, First, we have Zach Banner who asks, I need rugby conditioning. And, you know, as you guys listening to this should know by now, but for those that are new, the idea of this these Q&As are to ask new members that join the group 
um, get the opportunity to ask a question to join the group. The reason that I make sure they do that is because, you, you know, you don't get better results from just finding out more and more and more and more information. You get better results from implementing specific information and like doing it, doing what uh, works for you. You you know, you don't get better in the library. You get better by applying what you learn in the library. You get better by applying stuff. And the, the, the you don't need more and more and more information. Joining this group alone is not going to help you um, become a better rugby player, right? Um, you don't need more ideas. You need to implement. You need a plan. You need to, to follow that plan for for a consistent a period of time and see that you are progressing. And then when you stop progressing, you need to then adjust that plan. You don't just need to do more and more and more different shit, okay? If you get the right plan to begin with, you don't need any more ideas because you're on the right path. I think that's something that, like, we don't get told enough because, you know, whatever um, fitness influencer you follow, whichever information, you know, whichever social media person, you know, even if it's me, like the, the, the reality is a lot, of, you know, you have to keep coming up with more and more and more information because you want to keep your your audience engaged if you're someone that is um, a you know, a educator, right? Oh, what about this? What about this new method? What about this new method? And and reality is none of these new things are going to be overly more beneficial than a, you know, than the right plan for you that you started implementing five years ago. So I really need to keep emphasizing that. How fancy is this little coffee that we get from my Airbnb? I'm going to keep drinking fancy coffee continually. Now, it like because the next question I'm going to go straight into is also like finally, um, like links into this really well. It's Joe Crinks who asks, looking for specific rugby conditioning and training ideas for for playing flanker, right? So I'm going to like put these two questions really together. Like there is no, you don't, you know, if you want to get fitter, number one. Get aerobically fit now. Whichever method that is, I, I would suggest um, that, you know uh, standard aerobic work, low intensity steady state, low intensity circuits, tempo work. All ideas I've promoted on this group, on this podcast, on the YouTube channel. Those are the best ideas to get into rugby shape. Most people don't get aerobically fit enough, and then they constantly do like alactic work for ten to twenty minutes, and they find that they don't you know, stay fit enough for a long rugby game because you're only training for 10 to 20 minutes. And that's not how rugby is played. Rugby is played mostly through a lower intensity. You spend most of your time in rugby, either standing still, walking or jogging slowly. So it makes sense that you just get better and more efficient at those activities. At being more efficient at walking and jogging, it doesn't seem like it makes sense. But the more aerobically fit you are, the better you recover uh, in future efforts um, and to the better you recover to put forth better power efforts and then you can obviously then work on your power um, as an aside but that's not really the conditioning component the conditioning component is being as aerobically fit as possible most amateur rugby players are just not as aerobically fit as they could be um, and I started to use the example of if you take the, the fact that like you can take any person off the street right and train them for you know x amount of months and they'll be able to run a relatively competitive like not like on elite and an elite scale but a relatively competitive marathon right so that's how much scope you have to improve on your aerobic uh, capacity and your aerobic output so focus on training that 
first and you've got so much room to keep improving. Then you focus on your rugby skills, your your power work, your you know, getting bigger, getting stronger, and then you know you become a fitter rugby player. But you don't, you know, there's no real the 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 idea that there's this um, specific thing that can really put you apart from all the other rugby players. It's, it just doesn't exist, unfortunately. Right? If if it did, Jesus Christ, I own Rugby Muscle. That's my uh, website. That's my coaching company. Right? It would it would behoove me to tell you about this special rugby technique, but it, or this special rugby conditioning thing that's really beneficial. That you know is different to you know just getting on the treadmill. Like I I unfortunately or not fortunately or fortunately, but it is what it is. I tell people for their training to, and this is elite rugby players. I've told not just elite rugby players, but um, amateurs and whoever. But, you know, I regularly give the advice, just get on the elliptical and get your heart rate going between 120 to 140 beats per minute to work your heart, to work your aerobic system. And, you know, I like, it sounds weird for people that are paying for rugby muscle coaching, you know, oh, I want to be the best condition for rugby. And I tell them to go on the elliptical. It kind of confuses people. But, you know, once they're in, you know, if once they're being coached, they understand why they're doing it. That makes sense to them because they understand that they're just trying to condition the heart. So, um, if I get, in the, you know, hopefully that answers that question and I'll probably keep doing it, keep giving this exact same answer because these are the questions that I keep getting and I'm going to just keep answering it this way. I wish there was another answer. I wish it was like there was a magic or, or a perfect rugby conditioning session that people were missing out on. The closest thing you're going to have to that might be HICT, high intensity continuous training, but even that, you would run it for a few, you know, uh, mesocycles. Maybe you know you'd run it for a couple months, but you would plateau with that as well. You you would you wouldn't you don't have as much room to improve upon that, um, particularly with the amount that it would fatigue you compared to just working on your aerobic system. And you've just most people that hit me up have got so much space to improve on their aerobic system. So doing that just yeah, that's the best way to really um, improve your conditioning. And, and particularly those that are in lockdown now, you don't need any equipment. You just go for a, a low-intensity, steady-state run. Or if you do have access to a gym, there are so many different ways that we can do that. And if you look on the fat loss training methods, you'll see that um, that, that podcast is coming out very, very soon. I think it will be coming out. If, it, if you're watching on the YouTube, it'll already be out. If you're watching on this Facebook Live, it'll be coming out in the next week or so. So look out for that. Um, because that's where really where I go into de- in depth on the different methods that you can use of of uh, aerobic conditioning and why you would use them. I also go in depth on them on the rugby conditioning pyramid or the rugby physical preparation pyramid, sorry, which is also on YouTube. Just type in rugby physical preparation pyramid or rugby muscle pyramid, and it'll come up. And you'll see how to do that. But in terms of specific conditioning, like that's it. Like if you're a flanker, you need to be fit. If you're a back row if you're a center if you're a fly half if you're a prop you need to be fit like that's it you're aerobically fit you know um and then you need to be good at your job uh as a flanker jackling over the ball that's that's not really conditioning work that's strength and stuff we can get into that another time all right that's the rant over for the specific stuff um i might get back into it with some future questions but Let's get into the questions that were asked for this specific podcast. Ian asks, how can I improve my Nordics at home? 
He says, currently get to about 45 to 50 degrees or so on eccentric before just dropping down. Unfortunately, this is again, um, I don't have a magic answer for this. Um, there are a couple ways. So firstly, just keep doing them and you'll find that you'll keep getting better. Like it is about having a discipline because especially when you're doing Nordics, like you do just drop kind of when you fail, but also kind of when you just give up, right? You, you're really fighting that drop, fighting that drop, fighting that drop. And then eventually you, you just give out, but it's just as much as a mental thing that you give out than it is a physical thing. So really have to push yourself on those reps. And that gets quite taxing, particularly if you're doing, you know, upwards of 10 repetitions that gets really tough and i've been doing nordics quite recently and that is a you know sort of where a problem can lie and it's um it's something that you know is just a case of hardening the fuck up but there's also other ways that you can do it number one you can also wrap a band behind you somewhere or you can get a partner to hold a band and that will just give you a little bit more assistance on the way down right so because it will take some of your weight you can also have a partner on the front because obviously if you're doing this you're at home you have a partner just hold your shoulders and just ease you down and over time yes it's you know it's not overly quantifiable but you know if we're doing nordics we're not trying to quantify everything we're trying to like really uh, hammer home the eccentric so you would just um have them hold your shoulders or hold your chest and help you lower down over time give you less and less help that kind of helps, but like understand that there. This is like a this is like getting someone to do their very first pull up or very first push up. Like it's a long way from not being able to do it to be able to being able to do it. Being able to do a full Nordic all the way to parallel and then even back and a back up, you know, and even back up. It's difficult, um, and it requires someone to have like a phenomenal amount of hamstring strength and core control and strength to weight ratio as well as the thing there. Um, on top of that. Um, the, the band is really my best suggestion. You can also um, you change the movement slightly if you have room. So if you're doing it where your legs are elevated, you can actually hinge at the hips so that you are, um, you know, so you're so you've got so you're you're you've got less of a lever. So if you're hinging at the hips, you're here. So then there's less of a lever. So it actually act, almost acts as less body weight. The problem with that is that then you're um, you're lengthening your hamstring so it's almost like you're doing seated so if you picture a nordic hamstring curl traditionally it's where you have a straight line from your knee to your shoulder right that would be more like a lying hamstring curl but obviously eccentric whereas if you're doing it the way i'm saying you hinge at the hips that would be more like a seated hamstring curl so it kind of changes the position of the hamstring it makes it a little bit easier i think more because of the fact that you are closer into the point of um the point of force, right? The the moment point. So, without giving you a biomechanics lecture, it just makes it easier because you're you're further away, right? It's you know same concept as a cro why a crowbar is effective. The further away the force is from the movement itself, the more effective that force is. So, if your force is your whole body staying straight, it's further away from your hamstring. Whereas if you bend at the hips, then you're in a little bit closer, and that can help you get back up. But again, it's um. It changes the movement a little bit, but that is something I could recommend for maybe you do those for the first five reps and then you straighten out and then you just do the eccentrics for the next five reps. That's a way you can do it. But I think I've already like the fact that it's it's I've said this and I've thought about it thinking and I've sounded like this is complicated just goes to show 
that you're probably just better off sticking with um, staying patient with the Nordics. And, and I, w- I just wouldn't bother chasing reps. I'd just really try and slow down the time. I, I wouldn't worry about like overly. I'd just make sure I, I matched last week's progress. And, I, and slowly over time, it will come and pay off, which is uh, you know, not the most um, uplifting of advices that I've ever given. But it is the right advices, not the wrong advices, as Arnie once gave. Okay, next question we come to Hamilton Bone. Once again, he says, uh, started one more myself this past week. This is a little bit of a series going on with these Q&As now with uh, old Hamilton. So we'll keep these pushing because this is a quite good little follow along. Hopefully, if you've listened to the last three podcasts you'll know where this guy's coming from if you don't I, I, if you haven't i suggest going back and listen to him so it gives this one a little bit more context uh he says start weighing myself this past week um in brackets also since you answered the belly question and started eating slightly smaller portions okay but i'm 84 kilos today my numbers in the gym keep going up which is good indeed it is but i do want to be around 88 to 89 kilos just not fat how do we accomplish this Hi guys, I just wanted to jump in here to tell you that if you're enjoying this podcast and you want to become a better athlete, then you can go ahead and visit rugby-muscle.com and pick up any of our free goodies. That is uh, the 50 free rugby conditioning sessions, the physique nutrition crash course video series, the supplement guide, and newly added is a macro calculator. Yes, that's right, a macro calculator where you will be able to work out your protein, carbs, fat, and calories that you should be eating on a daily basis to give you a guide as to where to start your diet from. This will help in conjunction with your 50 free conditioning sessions to build you out a decent little plan that will enable you to take control of your training and use effective training and nutrition to become a better athlete. All that stuff and more can be found at rugby-muscle.com or rugby-muscle.com forward slash macros for the macro breakdown. Okay, this is this is the time for a rant. Um, why? Why? Why do you want to be eighty to nine to eighty-eight to ninety kilos? This is like a chick when saying, "Oh, I want to be X amount of uh, body weight as well," or you know, or I want to be a size whatever. Like, why? Like, why do? Or, or not even a size whatever. It is a number on the scale. What? Like, why are we always fixated on a number on the scale? Why, why does anyone give a fuck if you're eighty-eight to ninety kilos? You don't. You don't want to be 88 to 90 kilos. You want to be the consequence of what you believe someone who weighs 88 to 90 kilos is as a player, right? You want to be someone that um, is impactful at ruck time. You want to be someone that carries quite hard. You want to be someone that's strong. You can do all of this stuff at whatever fucking weight you are at uh, and and be effective. Like This is a big thing that I... Um, have got for the better part of over well yeah actually well over half a decade now since I started rubbing muscle I've had people telling me about a certain body weight that they've got to hit for their team or for the you know their youngster that wants to make an academy and they you know they have to be this x amount of weight I've heard it from you know people that said oh, I used to play it this way like use your body weight as a measure of progress as a measure of where are you right now versus where have you been at before? That's it. Don't use it as like uh, there's there's no end goal. There's a there's a perspective goal. You like you want say if you're 84 kilos and you want to keep losing fat, so you could have a perspective goal of I want to get to around 80 kilos. But that's just to you know maybe make an assessment at 80 kilos. But maybe you get to 80 kilos and your strength is still going up and you still have you know a bit of a belly. 
Why would you stop? Why would you, why would you, you know, not keep getting rid of that belly and keep getting stronger whilst getting rid of your belly? It doesn't make sense to me. Like, um, maybe it's then you have to acknowledge that when you were 88 to 90 kilos, you were just fat, but you know, that's, you what that's who you were now now you're in a better shape you're you're playing stronger yeah and if you want to put on a little bit of a um a little bit of size just to give you some more force when you're carrying like just some more weight behind you i can get down with that but there's no need to specify a certain number that you need to be like um if you're 84 kilos and you want to be 90 kilos and just not fat and you're still got a bit of a belly here's the harsh reality you're going to spend a long period of time and it's very unlikely that you'll get to 90 kilos as lean as you are right now, let alone getting leaner and then getting to 90 kilos, you know, and staying that lean. It's it's just, unfortunately, like that's 10 kilos of, of, of muscle mass. I think we get too attached to uh, the number on the scale as a fucking population. Not just rugby players, um, but just as humans, man. Like, like you know, you know, if you if I was to tell you, um, you know, people that have uh, fat loss numbers, and they say like, right, okay, I want to be, you know, uh, you know, you hear women that say oh, I want to be forty whatever kilos, or they say I want to be X amount of weight, or guys that say I want to be X amount of weight, and I say to them, okay, what if you never stood on a scale, or what if you got all of the goals, you fit all of your clothes perfectly, you. Um, looked exactly how you were look, wanted to look. You had shredded abs, or you had whatever you wanted to look like. Everything was perfect. Like you're visually, you looked great. But the number on a scale was five kilos heavier than what you thought it was going to be. W- would you be okay? Of course, you'd be fucking okay. Like that would be fine. It's the same thing on the opposite end. Like if I was to tell you that you would go, you know, you would have a stronger bench press, you'd be stronger on a squat, you'd be stronger in general, right? You'd be a better rugby player, you'd be better at ruck time, you'd be faster at carrying, you'd be more explosive, you'd be harder to get off the ball, um, you know, in rucks, you'd be a better rugby player, but you'd weigh 84 kilos versus the 88 to 90 kilos in your head that you thought you needed to be, would you accept that? Of course you fucking would. And then on top of that, why would you then add five kilograms of questionable, probably mostly fat on top of that, which would just be like, you know, carrying around a five kilo weighted vest. Would, would that help you or would that hinder you? It would hinder you. It wouldn't, it wouldn't help you in carries. It would hinder you because you'd be slower because you're carrying around a five kilo weighted vest around, um, around with you. And I think that's a reality of number one, because you look at um, professionals who are firstly, like most of those numbers are bullshit. Okay. Like that's, that's something that you've got to realize is if someone is listed as a hundred kilograms, they're probably about 96. Okay. If someone's listed as 110 kilograms, they're probably about 105. Um, you know, um, and these guys are the elite. Okay. If someone's listed at 120, they might be 130. They might be lying the opposite way, but for the most part, those numbers are bullshit. There's no, like then, you know, to get a Wikipedia listing of your weight, there is no official guy that comes around and 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 with a scale and make sure you you know no you, you, you on even on the website like you'll probably just submit a profile yourself or um you know you take one weight at one certain point that you can like is a just a vacuum and, and people want to boost their numbers whichever way they want to look at just because like who gives a fuck right likewise who cares what, what how much you weigh like you know you don't have to be a certain amount and and 
don't I wouldn't worry about like I would use the, the number on the scale simply as data for um where you're at and where you want to go. So 84 kilos, okay, that's just number. Like I would forget what 84 kilos is on anyone else. Um I would just think 84 kilos, right? What am I trying to do? Right, I'm trying to what was I last week? 85. Cool. Am I trying to lose weight? Great. I'm going heading in the right direction. Oh, I'm trying to gain weight. Crap. I need to start eating more food or, or whatever it is, you know? We need to stop um, worrying about numbers as if they're like, same with body fat percentage. It doesn't mean shit, okay? Like, all you're looking at is your performance in the gym, how you want to look, like, in the mirror, but like, and you're using the scale as a vector for how you want to look in the mirror. It doesn't mean that that's the only one. It's just one vector. It's one piece of data. You can also use inches. You can also use uh, the weight in the gym, which is going up. So, you know, you want as many data points to be trending in the way that you want. So you want the weight in the gym to be going up. If you want the scale, if the scale's not moving in the direction you want it, but everything else is going away, I wouldn't worry about it. Likewise, if the scale is going in the direction you want, um, at the cost of other things going wrong, I, you know, then we'd make an adjustment. Likewise, if you everything is going in the right direction, why would you change? Likewise, if you are We'll see any other situation. Oh, okay. So if, if, if the, you know, the weight isn't moving where you want it to go and other things aren't looking, you know, I wouldn't just adjust it because the weight isn't going direction. But if you look at all your other measurements, um, your other stats, your other data, and they also aren't going to where you want to go, that's when you make an adjustment. And that's when you know what you're doing isn't working. That's when you want to make a change. But don't make a change for the sake of it. And don't make set arbitrary goals of, oh, I was supposed to be 90 kilos, um, but it appears that I'm getting stronger and I'm going, I'm getting lighter. Well, good, fine. Like, good. That's, that's exactly what you want as a rugby player. You don't want to be unnecessarily heavy, but you want to be strong, as strong as possible. Um, and then practice your skills, practice getting fitter, practice everything else. Weight is just one small part of it. And, um, all you're going to do by trying to get, gain weight to get to an arbitrary figure is to try and get to that arbitrary figure too fast because you're emotionally attached to that weight. You get there too fast. Guess what? You're out of shape. You've gained too much fat. Ugh, I mean, people even advocate to not do cardio, to not do conditioning work because you're trying to gain weight. Well, then now you've added that weighted vest and you're out of practice of doing your aerobic work. So you're, you're less fit and you've got to carry a heavier you around. I mean, it's a recipe for disaster. So do not do that. Do not worry about the weight. Um, so how do you accomplish getting to 88 to 90 kilos, just not fat? I mean, look for a training period of up to five years, at least, you know, probably upwards of five years. And you would slowly lose that weight. You would gain one to two to three kilos every few months. And then you'd, you'd make sure that you don't get too fat. And then you would maybe go for a period of fat loss or reconditioning, or you'd keep that condition going as you would slowly inch up that weight. But, you know, hate to be the bearer of bad news, but a lean 90 kilos just might might be too a, a bridge too far here, um, particularly as you're playing rugby, you know, particularly as you want to be fit, particularly as you want to be really, you know, you want to be as lean as possible and as powerful as possible. Maybe, maybe 90 kilos is just, uh, you know, not optimal for how you would want to play. And that isn't to say that you can't be an effective, I mean, you can be an effective hooker at a lightweight, you can be effective prop at a lighter weight. Um, there is a point where just mass is mass. I mean, front row potentially, uh, maybe, but no, I wouldn't even argue that too much as a, a hooker, particularly as an amateur hooker. 
Um, if you move into back row, you can be even lighter. Um, you know, we need to stop worrying about weight too much and worry about what that weight does. How strong are you? Okay, cool. Sorry if that was a bit too much of a rant. I, this coffee is a little bit strong. I've finally got a, my first good night's sleep last night. Feeling a little bit saucy. Um, but yeah, that should like answer. Again, Hamilton, let's keep this series going. So now I've said that, tell me. What do you have again? What like? Why do you want to be eighty-eight to ninety kilos? Like, and if you do, will you accept carrying around an extra weighted vest and um, potentially inhibiting your performance in order to do so? If so, we'll talk about how you can do that in the next one. Okay, Henry asks. I play hooker prop and mainly looking for some position-specific conditioning, get fitter, and also new ideas to improve my overall acceleration and pace. Um. Practice sprinting, like um, acceleration is, you could definitely practice jumps, but I think mainly acceleration is the main thing you want to work at as as someone who plays rugby, because uh, it's, you know, what your top speed is, is very rarely shown in a game. It's either a long kick chase or a loose ball, or, you know, it's very rare that you get to completely open up. You you get to open up, especially as a, as a, a hooker or a prop, maybe maybe once a game at most but you know it's it's incredibly rare so you'd be focused on that 10 meters acceleration period anyway and i would just practice sprinting in 10 meters i would video it i would see i would try and keep as straight a body angle as possible where most people uh fall into errors is they'll lean forward but then they'll break at the hips which means they're slow you know you're, you're not optimally losing using your your glutes if when you're contacting the ground and you're pushing your feet forward your crease, your bent over the hips means you're not using your glutes as much. Um, and that's a weak position. So sled pushes help that train that movement. Um, wall holds, acceleration holds help that. Um, and then yeah, sled pushes are, I'd say are a really good way. And then just practice sprinting. Practice um, either starting on your knees or starting on your chest, and just sprint ten meters. Walk back slowly. Go again, and you do that six to eight times. Um, you would feel refreshed. You wouldn't feel tired at the end of that session. And then maybe you're getting some lifting, but maybe you just move on. Uh, there's no specific um, proper hooker thing that, that would help for that. Like just get fitter. Um, but also at the same time as a, as a prop, you'd want to make sure that you're fitter, but also keeping your strength. You wouldn't sacrifice um, strength because that, you know, if you if you then have to push more of your strength every time, that's going to take its toll over the course of a game. So you need to keep your strength and then get aerobically fitter. Or if you're already aerobically fit enough, maybe you need to get stronger so that each scrum you're not exerting as much force and uh, stressing the system overall. Finley asks, again, I'm looking for rugby-specific strength. So this, this time is different. Strength movements and lifts. Uh, look at if you if you oh let's finish the question especially those my players can do at home with minimal or no equipment this okay especially at home this is a misnomer you don't want to be doing like there are no like particularly now if you if there is no rugby on the horizon there is no reason for you to be doing anything overly quote unquote rugby specific if you, there's no rugby on the horizon you're stuck at home this is the time to do general preparation work get become a generally stronger fitter um, more muscular more in shape human then when it comes to like 
uh, being a better rugby player, you go back to rugby training. You're uh, generally a better human. You're a better human in shape, right? Right. You're physically a better human. You can then apply this rugby training. You you become a better human. You become more physically in shape as a human being, and then you go to train rugby. Well, you're going to then find that you know take up the benefits of the rugby training. You're going to be able to train your skills more specifically because you're going to be less tired. You're going to be able to rock you know, with and have a little bit more scope for error, or you're going to be more specific with your rucking because you're going to be fitter, but you can also have more room for error because you're going to be stronger. Uh, your collisions are going to be better because you're going to be stronger. Everything is going to be better. You can apply your, your new physically superior self to the rugby and become better at rugby after that. But right now, you know, there's no need to be rugby specific with the stuff. Just get in better shape. Um, I, I, I know, I know it's not the, again, this is probably, um getting a little bit boring by this point but this is the the really something that you have to understand is you don't constantly do everything to be a better rugby player you train at rugby to be a better rugby player you play rugby to be a better rugby player you do rugby you watch rugby you do all these things to be a better rugby player you go to the gym to be stronger to be more muscular or you you train at home to be stronger to be more muscular to be fitter which then you can apply to rugby Okay. Um, there are very specific periods where you are trying to peak or where you're trying to work on a specific thing, maybe pre-season, maybe towards the end of a season where you can do like, um, real specific rugby, um, like special strength movements that transfer to rugby, which like work on the transfer for, for the most part. All that involves is doing the rugby movements and having a stronger core, right? That, that would be the one thing I would say is make sure that you've got your players or yourself have got a strong core because if you build up gym strength and you don't do any core work, like that's your trunk is where you're going to ride a lot of collisions when you're going to do a lot of wrestling, you're going to do a lot of rucking, uh, you're tackling, like your core holds a lot of stuff together, right? If you've got really strong legs, but a weak core, um, doesn't matter, you know, if someone tackles you up high, you're going to be manipulated a lot, a lot, a lot easier. Same, same thing if you've got a really strong upper body, you've got a weak core, you give someone a big fan, but your core doesn't hold up, whether you're, you're moving and you're going to get tackled easier. So having a strong core, um, really does help transfer everything or, um, onto the rugby field. But there's, you know, but like to get stronger tackling, you wouldn't do like weighted tackles. You would just get stronger everywhere and then you would apply that to tackling and i hope hope that makes sense and if it doesn't i've done well over an hour of videos now on the rugby physical preparation pyramid and it explains exactly why this concept like should be applied to every amateur rugby player and most professional rugby players um you know explains why they train the way they do and why amateurs should be trained the way they do um and it gives a complete overall conceptual like absolute blueprint to how you should train to be a better rugby player just type in rugby muscle pyramid on youtube and it will come up so um that i think wraps up the questions for today all right once again made it to the end if you if you definitely if you've made it to the end on this youtube please um comment below if you've made it to the end on the on the podcasts also please give a comment uh, ask any questions that i will ask uh, maybe this time next week on the live maybe later on the live but i mean maybe later on the time maybe at a different time on next week's live um and once again five star reviews on the podcast will help out massively thank you so much for joining 
Um, subscribe if you haven't already, because we'll be doing lots more of these, two a week for the foreseeable future. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I think on the podcast, this is coming out around Christmas. So Merry Christmas. I'll see you in the next one. All right. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode of the Robbie Muscle Podcast, then I've got a quick little request and a potential prize giveaway for you if you do said request. All I want you to do is go to Apple Podcasts and type up a five-star review. Just your general opinions of the podcast would be great feedback, but also helps us reach higher rankings, get more exposure, allow me to attract more guests and devote more time to developing a better all-around podcast experience for you. All you have to do once again is go and give us a five-star review on whatever podcast service you use. Let me know that you've got it. And then every single week, I'll be selecting one review to give away a free prize. That free prize will be either one free month of Team Rugby Muscle. That's our world-class strength condition program app delivered directly to your phone. Or if that doesn't interest you, then we've got one free consultation where I'll, I'll go over your training program, your nutrition, and advise you how to best plan for your goals. Even if none of those things interest you, it's still doing me a solid and helping the podcast grow by going and giving us a five-star review. There's no real excuse. It takes like one minute and that helps the show out exponentially. So I'd really appreciate if you could do that. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you in the next one.